0: Welcome, everyone, to Beyond 64. This is the Patreon-exclusive, normally, uh, episode where we are talking about a game that is not on the Nintendo 64 console, but things are going to be a little different today. Uh, but firstly, my name is Steve Guntley. Hi.
1: Hi, Steve. I am lightweight, lightweight player, but heavyweight skill set Woody Siskowski. <laughs> <laughs> to uh, we are through. joined today...
0: That's okay, that's okay. We are joined today by a very special guest. Uh, he's one of our uh, superstar tier Patreon donors over at patreon.com slash ultra64pod. That tier, uh, if you stay at it for three months, you get to come on an episode with us and we play a game of your choice. And that's what we're doing today. So uh, let's say hello to our special guest, Jordan Collins. Hello. Hello.
1: I am hello. inkling boy, Jordan Collins. Inkling <laughs> boy. I've got, I've, got, I've got an inkling, Jordan, speaking of which that based on the games that you've had us play um, for the podcast so far, that your your house is really just a life of the party. Like, you, you seem like you are just equipped with games that everyone loves and you just want, want them to play fun games because, you know, you have the choice. We, we will play whatever you tell us to, and you've made us play two excellent games thus far that we would happily play for free. <laughs> exactly yeah we we we
0: appreciate that that you've been kind to us because yeah and and everyone's actually been pretty kind to us with this uh with this tier in general like uh so like yeah it's it's very nice that people are nice out there and i apologize already because i feel like i'm gonna be very slap happy i have slept very poorly these last couple days and uh that's it end of story end of story It's the dogs. I blame all dogs. But you know what? I'm going to talk about the game that we're actually talking about today. We're talking about Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. This is the latest, the biggest, and possibly the greatest Mario Kart we're going to decide right
1: now. Yeah, and listeners, um, if if you're not interested in the content of this episode, just wait a week, and we will release it with all of the DLC later. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yes, yeah, we've got... We've got bonus interesting conversation where I'm uh, arrested and uh,
1: good at Mario Kart again. Yeah, we hear, we hear yeah. Steve's dogs come on and say why they're keeping him up at night.
0: Yeah, what the hell, dogs? So, yeah, we me and Woody both had kind of the same observation the other day when we were talking just like I there's some debate as to whether or not Mario Kart is eight is the best Mario Kart, but it is most definitely the most Mario Kart. It's it's a it's a massive like greatest hits album of everything that makes Mario Kart Mario Kart. Um which is it's kind of going in the same direction that Smash Brothers did, where it's a it's a kitchen sink approach that kind of transforms the game from like a game into a platform that's just constantly being updated and, and tweaked a little bit. Um, and I'm not, you know, I, I I, don't hate this idea. I do wonder where it goes from here. It's the same thing I always wonder about Smash Brothers. Like, what is the next version of Smash Brothers going to look like if this is kind of the be-all, end-all that it's going to be, you know? Um, I don't,
1: well, let's, I, I want to talk to Jordan real quick. Why, why did you select this game? I mean, aside from it being just a very fun game... Um, what what is close and near to you dear about Mario Kart 8 to you, Jordan? I just
2: really, really like Mario Kart. Um, again, I've referenced that I, I really enjoy playing the 64 version and there's still some of the same elements and the same items from the 64 version. still some of the same cup names. You can even play some of the games. I just really like Mario Kart.
1: Yeah, well, and, and you you are not alone, um, as we have discussed in uh, the Mario Kart 64 episode for the podcast proper, um, Mario Kart is one of the best-selling franchises ever in, in the realm of video games, yeah. Um, and for especially for only having, you know, eight games, which in the scope of very long-running franchises is not a tremendous amount. Like, I imagine that Gears of War has about eight games, and that's only been around, you know, for 20 years, (laughs) or, you know, 15 years, as opposed to Mario Kart, which started on the Super Nintendo.
0: Yeah, yeah, they're very slow to release these, but... They are guaranteed crowd-pleasers, and I think Mario Kart 8 continues the grand tradition, Uh, the best thing that there is about Mario Kart, which is sheer accessibility. You could have never touched a video game in your life, and you can sit down and win at Mario Kart against people who've been playing for 30, 40, 50 years. That's kind of the best thing about it. Uh, I don't know who's been playing Mario Kart for 50 years. There are time loops that you get stuck in sometimes, you know. You get caught in that eight.
1: This was a strange choice to do with your invented time machine, was to travel back so you could practice playing Mario Kart for longer.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You just get into that eight in the Mario Kart 8 logo, which is a Mobius strip, and you just uh, keep racing forever and ever for 50 years.
1: That was the proposed plot summary of Back to the Future 3, and they're like, eh, we're not going with this. He he goes back to be able to become a wild gunman champion. Yeah, and he's now played by
0: Eric Stoltz again, so they, they just go back on that. All right, let's talk a little bit about Mario Kart 8 and get some history on this thing. So uh, was, we're specifically talking today about Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, but I'm going to go back into the history of it a little bit today. Uh, so, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe was released April twenty eighth, two thousand seventeen. Published and developed by Nintendo, and it was exclusive to the Switch, uh, but it originated on the Wii U. Let's talk about that Wii U release. Uh, so, Mario Kart 8 was originally released back in two thousand fourteen, and the Wii U. One uh, well, of the <laughs> nicest things to say about the Wii U is that it was something of a boondoggle. It was something of a something of a disaster the, for the Nintendo. The U
1: stands for unpopular. Stands for UGG. Utterly meh. (laughs) Utterly meh, yeah. Uh,
0: Yeah, so it it didn't, uh, it it wasn't different enough from the Wii to feel really unique. And when the Switch came out, it basically made everything the Wii U does obsolete. Uh, There's no real reason to go back to the Wii U if you have a Switch. Um, So it occupies this very strange middle ground in the culture, and Nintendo was having a really hard time selling it. They weren't even really throwing a bunch of support at the system when it was out. I think the moment it came out, they were immediately looking forward to the Switch.
1: Did you, uh, Jordan, Um, did you ever get, do you have a Wii U, Jordan, or did you get sucked into that realm at all? uh,
2: I did not. I have a Wii, but I I feel like uh, one of the reasons the Wii U didn't do well, I think people were just tired of the Wii remote. Yes.
1: Yes. Okay, okay. Though, I will say for what it's worth, I would vastly rather use that Wii remote than whatever bizarre controller the Wii U uses. Like that huge The big pad. chunky iPad, yeah. yeah. Well, I
0: just remember... Yeah, it's still uncomfortable to use.
1: So many times, people would come in and be like, hey, this game didn't work on our Wii. And, and I'd be like, oh yeah, this is a Wii U game. And they're like, I thought they were the same system. Because that is what you would think. I mean, it's... Yeah, it's adding one letter does not make it quite differentiated enough.
0: It does. It always, I think they just sold it poorly. Like, what is the U for? Like, what, what is this just like a slightly better version of the Wii? Or what is this? So like, I don't think they sold it very well. Um, And, you know, they weren't really throwing a lot of support at the system. But uh, for a while there, it actually looked like Mario Kart 8 was going to turn the fortunes around, like single-handedly. So... um, Nintendo pulled out all the stops with their marketing campaign on this. They spent very big on advertising, and they even partnered with Mercedes for a couple of uh, DLC cars, which is the first time the Mario Kart has reached out to outside advertisers. I guess uh, Luigi and Peach appear in some commercials over in Japan for the Mercedes. So That's, that's,
1: a, weird, cool. like, that's a weird plan to be like, I know how we're going to get these last little bit of people. We're going to reach out to like luxury car company because i'm just imagining like you know somebody with sort of like in their in their garage sort of fitting all of these exhaust pipes together and then they see these mario characters come on and they're like oh that's what i needed i'm from scotland and i work on mercedes for some reason i i need to go play with these little mario mans this is true deluxe car gentleman's sport i don't know this will help me connect these exhaust pipes better (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. It's so, just like yeah. <laughs> the luxury car market sort of seems antithetical to what Mario Kart is kind of about. Exactly. It's
0: sheer elitism versus everyone can play. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, they uh, they started making uh, exclusive Wii U uh, consoles with Mario Kart 8, and it came packaged with the wheel and all these decals and everything like that and uh you know so they for a while this actually seemed to really work uh mortal Kombat. or <laughs> i have MKA 8 now i'm thinking mortal kombat mario kart 8 is the uh system's best-selling game by a very wide margin and a lot of people bought the system solely for the game in fact in the uk wii u sales saw a spike of 662 percent the week that that game was released which is an insane jump it's basically negative wii us that they were selling <laughs> Uh, so it's estimated that more than half of Wii U owners in the world have a copy of this game on their shelf. Wow!
1: Uh, well, I'm I'm looking here, and I mean Mario Kart is almost always one of the top selling games. Um, so, like the top selling GameCube game is Smash Brothers Melee, the other game we played with Jordan. But um, you know, Mario Kart Double Dash is second. Mario Kart 64 is second on the N64. Um, it's the top-selling Wii game, Mario Kart Wii, top-selling Wii U game, and the Deluxe Edition is the top-selling Switch game. So, these just this, have this such is a huge the... crossover appeal. And, like, when you think, especially, like, of the Switch, you have, like, Breath of the Wild and, like, all these games that sort of, you know, Mario Kart Odyssey and people like, these are like the few, these games are so spectacular and people like, ah, I just want to buy like this deluxe edition of this game that came out three years ago that already, you know, 8 million people bought.
0: Yeah. You don't need to buy a whole new system for, and yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty rare. I can't think of any other game. That's the best selling game on two consoles. Um, But yeah, it, it, the, the Wii U port or the uh, switch port that came out in 2017 is the fastest-selling game in Nintendo's history. They did 1.2 million copies in the first weekend alone, uh, and it basically just kind of made everything else that came before it irrelevant. Uh, There weren't too many differences here. Uh, The biggest difference was that it included all the DLC from the original game. Uh, It has full 1080p visuals when it's docked. You get eight new battle modes. You get two new items, including the Boo and the Feather. And you get the ability to carry two items at the same time, so you could only use one item in Mario Kart Eight on the Wii.
1: So were you? They were also, yeah. Sorry, Jordan, were you an early adopter of the Switch? Like, did you get it right when it come came out, or? Uh, I actually didn't. I got it. uh, I've actually only had it for about six to eight months. Okay, but you was this one of the games that you got with it right away? You're like, okay, I'm getting a Switch. I definitely got to get Mario Kart right away. Yes,
2: and I definitely feel like with the with the ability to buy games on the console now, I also feel like that's what definitely uh, contributed to this being such a hot seller so fast. Because a lot of people probably just downloaded it straight to the console.
0: Yeah. yeah. And oh is, man, the the Nintendo Store on the on the Switch Store is fantastic. It is. We've talked a about a lot that of good several free times stuff on here, too, but. Lots of good free stuff, lots of great indie stuff. Like, I don't know, it's really cool the way it's reaching out, especially because Nintendo sucked so bad at getting their online stores up and running ever since they started them with the Wii.
1: Yeah, and this is a nice game. I'm not really a huge fan of having download-only games, um, especially, you know, big full-price ones, but this is a really nice game to just have on your Switch at all times um, because, yeah, it's just you you're sort of always going to want to go back and play it
0: have you guys ever like i've i've carried my switch around sometimes and sometimes i'll use the little kickstand on the back and break it off and play like two player uh, which sounds like a fun idea until you realize just how very small that screen is without, like, the controllers attached, you know? When you have to back away from it a reasonable amount, it's very hard to see.
1: It is, it is a but. weird feeling. You feel like sort of a, a giant person. It's like that um, Jerry Seinfeld has a bit of he likes the tiny soaps in hotels because he pretends his muscles are huge. um and it's kind of like that like you're you're looking at this tiny screen and you have this single nunchuck and you're like wow like my hand i've really grown playing this game
0: (laughs) so i mean do you did you guys both stick with mario kart like through every edition uh or do are there some that you like tune out i don't think i really tuned any out uh honestly the
2: wii u and the handhelds didn't do a ton for me so between the Wii and the Switch, I didn't play a ton, but I have at least sampled all of them, but I'm more of a Double Dash 64 and then Mario Kart 8, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe type guy.
1: Well, I guess the question, the follow-up there for you, Jordan, is Are you do you mostly play these games by yourself, or do you sort of mostly bust them out when there's more people around? Because I think that's a pretty core difference between the handhelds and the, the home versions.
2: Uh, A little bit of both. Uh, Since quarantine, uh, with limited uh, seeing of other people, uh, my brother will come over sometimes, and we'll do a lot of two-player online. Uh, It's nice that you can play two players online, so uh, it's definitely a party game. I would definitely say I play it with other people more, but I do play it alone sometimes because I want to get to the point of getting the three stars on every single CC on every single cup, so I would like to do that at some point.
1: Because I, I think that, I mean, Mario, there's a pretty, dis- I think I've played every Mario Kart game, um, and there's a pretty distinct line of advancements between them, and there's usually like one, sometimes two new gimmicks per, um, and obviously the first few, like, the, the jump to the Nintendo 64 from Super Nintendo, basically the gimmick is like, look how much better this plays! Um, and then Double Dash was kind of a kick up in speed. And then I feel like there's a real... Well, and then
0: the two players and then... Yeah, they had yeah. the two
1: riders on there that they immediately
0: got rid of in yeah, the next that, game. Yeah,
1: I mean, that was a cute mechanic, but I don't think it added too much. I think that the real sort of cutoff in terms of the way the games were designed was between Double Dash and the Wii one because the, the Wii one was very clear, like they added motorcycles and these tricks that you can do. Um, and just the way the courses are designed, there's just a ton of boost pads... Like, I feel like Double Dash sort of was like, okay, we're still sort of keeping this semblance of normalcy of, like, what Mario Kart would be. Like, you don't—it's not that crazy. And then sort of from the Wii forward, they just sort of get progressively faster and progressively crazier.
0: Yeah, like the addition of the hang glider, and then you can turn into a submersible. And Mario Kart 8 adds the ability to go into zero gravity mode, which is where you can run over these little blue strips, and then you'll cling to the walls and the ceilings, and your tires will kind of turn on their sides. You can hit little boost uh, things that are out on the tr- like out on the walls, or you could bump into other players and get a little yeah, speed it's boost off of that. Yeah, it's
1: weirdly unintuitive because you know most of the time in mm-hmm. <laughs> racing games, your goal is to avoid things. But sort of when you switch into this anti-gravity mode, and it's often not even very clearly signaled, like you'll just hit a blue pad, and then you'll kind of be hovering a little bit. Um, but when you're in that situation, you actually want to run into these um, pylons in the middle or run into other players to get this speed boost. It's, it's a mechanic that is, feels at best very minor, and at worst poorly thought out and unintuitive.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, that it's never like bothered me, bothered me. It's always just been kind of like, oh, okay, that's neat. You can do that. It doesn't feel dramatically different from racing on a normal level, you know. So it's just
1: kind of I mean, there. the sort of the gimmick is that it allows you to sort of go up on the sides and things like that, um, which sometimes I think is a little poorly integrated. For example, on the Toad's Turnpike level, um, sort of the throwback to the N64 version, there's a lot of the stage where you can just ride the side, and you're avoiding all of the traffic, and it's like, well, that's kind of a lazy way around it. Right, yeah. But that is
2: is technically slower. A lot of times when you get up on the walls and go into zero-gravity mode, it's... So I think they try to offset that... I think their idea there was... Okay, if you don't feel like you have the skill to race in the traffic, you can go on the walls,
1: but the penalty is that it's the slower route. Hey, if you don't feel like you have the skill to race in the traffic, you go home. You, you turn Mario Kart right off right now, and you go play some baby racing game. <laughs> this game literally has you racing babies. Yeah, exactly.
0: <coughs> Five
1: um, babies and four babies.
0: Speaking of the babies, uh, Mario Kart eight offers the most robust roster to date. We have forty one racers available right off the start. And lots of babies. And they all have their own variants. Yeah. Lots, lots of babies. babies. There's a well, how many babies? There's like four or five Isn't there a metal baby Mario or something weird <laughs> this like? Is baby Mario, Luigi, Daisy, Peach,
2: uh
1: I think, I think there's more than that. That's too many babies. This is the That's new. Uh, this is the new sitcom that I'm pitching. It's called Too Many Babies with Stephen Woody. And you're like, <laughs> what, "What are, are we th- gonna do with all these babies?" Too many babies. Oh no! I mean, I will say, in that spirit, this game maybe has too many characters uh um, probably like well
0: but w- the things i like here is that this is the first time it's kind of expanding out into the other nintendo universe so it's not just mario we get to bring in uh the inklings from splatoon and link from zelda and uh the animal crossing villager S- like that's cool I-, I like that we're expanding it and that means the the courses are expanding as well to those worlds which is uh which is very fun but yeah, I agree there are kind of too many different players. Like, we actually had to look up if the weight class mechanic that was so integral to the earlier games was even still a thing in this one.
1: Which it definitely is, and it definitely, like, there's now, instead of just heavy, medium, and light, there's different tiers within there. Like, the babies are... It's, it's like boxing. It's like the babies are trying out for boxing. The, there's there are five, there's five babies, by the way.
2: There's Mario, yeah. Luigi, five Peach, babies. Daisy, and Rosalina. And they... Oh, there's that, a baby Rosalina. And, and the, fe- like, yeah. the females have pacifiers.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. All right. I don't know if, what kind of subtle signaling they're sending there,
1: but. Are uh, we learning? Oh, yeah. Are we learning the uh, backstory of Rosalina? Because she's like a cosmic entity, right? Like, when are we going to get. You know how we finally learned the backstory of baby Mario in Yoshi's Island, where like the Yoshis rescued him and he. Because he got dropped by the stork and the Yoshis brought him up. Like, are we ever gonna learn the baby Rosalina backstory of like she was traveling through space and got rescued by lums or something and then they brought her up and you have to play as like a hungry lum? I don't know. It's just a weird I, character. I, to throw I, in. I think we need Yeah,
0: it's a very strange character because you don't know. It's like is she she's basically like the queen of space, right? That seems bigger than like being a baby racing around in a cart track i don't know it's like it's like if the watcher from uh marvel comics was in this game i don't know <laughs> you want to it's, it's, um i feel like it's too impossibly like cosmic for us to understand
1: Ro- rosalina maybe has been a little overused as like a throw-in character for mario Kart. like i get why daisy exists but like uh i'm not sure that rosalina's quite earned her keep well, rosalina's but, um, in a lot of switch games too <laughs> she really is especially but none where she's like a major character well, and like, speaking, oh, of, you speaking of unnecessary characters,
2: pink, gold, peach. I mean, I feel like we're reaching there.
0: Yeah. Why do we need... I, I mean, we don't need... I, that always bothers me when, like, the variations on the characters are, like, a different character. You know, like Mario and Metal Mario. Uh, I don't think these need to be different characters, necessarily. These could, should just be different skins that you could cycle through.
1: Right, but they're uh, but different weights. Um, the thing that I have realized about this game, that i really want and hopefully this is just a direction that uh, mario kart continues to go is it should just be at this point like super smash brothers racers i mean hopefully they come up with a better name like than that because i think the reason this game feels like it has too many characters is because they're just the mario roster is deep but it's not quite that deep when you're getting into you know gold pink peach um and so i just want like oh, look, now we're just taking all of these Nintendo... We're taking all of the Smash Brothers characters, or as many as we can get, and putting them in this game, and all the, the levels are based on, you know, these... Diff- so you're, there's more Zelda levels, there's more There's Pokemon levels. Um, and it's just, it's just the same way that, like, Sega Sonic All-Stars is a thing, and even though it's mostly Sonic-branded, it goes through different Sega levels. Um, yeah, yeah. That's, but, like, wreck Ralph is think. in that game, yeah, yeah. That's what I think this wants to be.
0: Yeah, which I think is probably a good direction for it to go in, because, I mean, Nintendo's big calling card is their nostalgia for their characters, you know? Everybody loves and recognizes and loves these characters. So toss them into the game that everybody already loves, you know, keep it going. Well,
1: cause, yeah, we've already tossed some in there now, like Link is in here, the Animal Crossing characters are in here.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think just keep that going, you know, and hopefully, uh, hopefully, there will be more DLC for this game. I think that is kind of the disappointing thing. Like, if you are somebody who likes to play through games and unlock stuff, unlock the new courses, unlock the new characters, that's not really an option here necessarily. You can unlock uh, items to customize your your carts and and different paragliders and different tires and things like that. But all of the characters, including all the six new characters from the DLC and all of the courses, are available in this game right at the get-go. Every um, time and th-
1: I play this game, like, I've gotten a couple different copies of it just um, over time or borrowed it from people, stuff like that. But every time I play it and boot it up, I think, was there an old save file on here that I missed? Like, is there something wrong with the game? <laughs> because, like, even though there's not, but the way that everything is unlocked by default... I feel like just... And I, I get why they did that, because if you had bought this for Wii U and had played through and unlocked everything, and then they're like, hey, here's the deluxe version for your Switch, now you have to play Now go do it, it again. Now yeah. go do it again. That would be pretty annoying. But I wish at the beginning there was a little option that came up that said, like, do you want everything to be unlocked? Uh, yeah. And, and then, to think I, too, it's- the, how bad the Wii U sold, you had to think a lot of... More
2: people bought this game on the Switch than bought the original one. Oh yeah. So there's definitely a, a.
0: I understand the layer of disappointment there. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, there has to be a lot of people coming to this game for the first time on the Switch. I certainly was. Like, I didn't have a Wii U when this uh, deluxe version came out. I only bought a used one later. But uh, this was my first time playing
1: this game. Was on this. I mean, um, me, I guess that's I should. What yeah. Keeps me going in like. I mean, Mario Kart is always a pleasure to play. But like that to me is what's fun. is like you play through the 50 CC courses and you unlock more of them, and then you play through the hundred, and you just like keep going and keep trying to get better ranking. And you unlo- doing that, you unlock characters and courses and all this. And here, the only thing you really have to unlock is different carts and sort of different parts that go with them. Um, and it's just not quite enough to to at least go from a single player perspective.
2: Yeah, it's not that fulfilling. I mean, it's cool to have it all, but it, it, they don't even—they don't feel that much different. Like you don't unlock something right, and, and you don't unlock something and say, "Oh man, this is way faster than the other one."
1: Right. And what they—I think what they need is like a little garage option where they show you sort of all the carts that are available and what you have unlocked. And like how many more you still have to unlock, and maybe like the some customization of like being able to color them there or something like that. Just a sense, because then at least you can be like, oh look, I still have ten more to unlock if I get this amount of coins. Because as it is, you kind of just play and you're like, oh, I unlocked a thing. Like, cool. Yep, that's all it says. It just says you. It just literally says you unlocked a customization. Great. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I'll exactly. find out. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't even like give you a little like, hey, the this present opened up and inside is a glider shaped like bowser
0: yeah yeah it'd be nice if you could use those coins and like select what you want to buy or something like that yeah but but it's you know i i like there aren't any of the carts or designs or anything i didn't like and i did like uh that you could do some ridiculous things like get a big humvee body with like tiny baby stroller wheels and a giant squirrel paraglider you know you can do weird shit with your cart uh which is it's enjoyable uh, I have never really played the Wii Mario Kart, which is still technically the most successful game in the series. So I never really got much of a grasp on the motorcycles until I started playing this game. And I'm definitely pro-motorcycle. I think over the carts, I really enjoy race, racing the motorcycles. And the one um, thing
2: about the motorcycles that's nice is they, they do handle considerably different. You can actually feel a difference.
0: Yeah. Especially with, like, the... Um, the cornering and the drifting and everything like yes. that. Uh, I think the drifting in this game feels particularly good, and if you hold a drift for a long enough period of time, you get this really nice speed boost. Um,
1: yeah, I think they the an more additional satisfying. an additional level of speed boost, it's like the purple all boost. the way back. To, yep. Yeah, exactly. To and Mario sixty four, it used to only be two speed boosts, and now there's there's a third one that you can re- you really can feel.
2: Yeah, and they they actually let you know that you can only get up to the third yep. boost. Until you turn the steering assist off, let's, then you can get the purple boost. So it does kind of reward you for saying, "Okay, you've taken let's that Let's talk step about that real quick. because so, this reward. is a thing
1: that I always forget exists in this game and kind of throws me for a loop. Um, this game has a additional mechanic in it called steering assist, which, from my understanding, is on by default. And the game doesn't tell you that it's on and basically what this is is there's a little and it's just it's very odd that it's again there's no like pop-up at the beginning that says like do you want to try steering assist and then you can choose yes or no um because yeah they just don't make it very clear and i think it's really smart like there's three additional mechanics here that allow you to sort of customize your way to play there's steering assist there's one where you can tilt. Like, if you're really bizarre, you can play this in handheld mode and physically tilt the switch, which is a very unpleasant way to play. And there's um, automatic accelerate, so you don't actually have to hold the accelerator the whole time. Yeah, and you uh, could work which, more which on your drifting, and breaking. Yeah, my right hand gets plenty of work. There you go. Uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna dig into that. Nope, <laughs> with no, with no, no need to, because I play a lot of video games. Oh, of course. So that's why. Absolutely,
0: the, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. Um, let's talk about the courses a little bit so this one does have a record number of courses for the series as you might expect 48 different courses in this game spread out across 12 cups
1: that's crazy like that's so many, so many. more than previous Mario Karts like the N64 I think had the fewest courses of almost any of them and it had 16 yeah. I think 16 was
0: just the DLC for this one there were 16 new courses that were added on later they're all here now but yeah yeah, that's crazy. I mean, there are so, so many and uh, they all look great, but none of them were ever, like really jumping out at me as like, oh my God, look at what a crazy, like, I don't know when I think of like Mario Kart levels that really blew my mind and you think Mario Kart 64, the Rainbow Road level, or like, um, for me, I always go back to the one in Double Dash uh, where you're on the Donkey Kong Island and you get shot from that huge cannon, you know, they're yeah, like there are there are these wow moments, and I don't know if I necessarily felt any of the wow moments in this game. Like, but
1: uh, I, well, here's yeah. here's my theory about that. Um, so right in the N sixty four one or the GameCube one, there's a lot fewer courses, but a lot of them stick with you a lot more. Like, even like Sherbert Land with the you know the ice and the sliding penguins, it sort of really feels different than the other courses. Like each course has its own sort of single distinct gimmick what sort of happened. And again, I think this kind of started with the Wii version is they all started kind of integrating more of everything like that giant cannon is in like two or three different courses. Um, There's multiple courses here where you go underwater and come back up later. Um, So they all just kind of do a little bit of everything. And the end result of that is they kind of just blend together in your
0: mind. I think that's a pretty good assessment. Yeah, I think that's that's about true because especially when you're shifting between like every level has a glider section and every level has an underwater section and every level has a section where you can ride on the wall, you know. So they all kind of have these same features. So yeah, I think that I think you kind of hit the nail on the head with that.
1: Are there any core? I mean, yeah, they all look very good and they're definitely visually varied. Um, but I I don't think that they quite quite pop sometimes the way that the old ones do is do you have any favorite courses jordan here i i really
2: like baby park just the total f- to <laughs> total chaos but i mean uh, that's a throwback I, to
1: double dash i think yeah yep. there are 48 here and uh, there's a couple that are just basically reskins of old levels but not well, a, a lot ton. of the re like, yeah the
2: reskin A lot of the reskins are pretty good though i really yeah, no, like they uh, look really and they're not like good. yep one I'm for really one like you know 11. yeah yep I really like Electrodome Music Park.
0: I like the rainbow road that was made for this game. Mm. The one with all like the uh the the their treadmills and it looks kind of futuristicy. Yep, and the
2: the different paths and everything. I mean, e- even the courses that they kind of reskin, they did a little bit differently. I mean, there's courses I'm not very good at, but I think all of the courses are really
0: good. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I that... No, there's definitely not like a sense of like oh, I hate this level, I want to skip. No, no, there's no, it is it, it is in
0: no way like... There's no Yoshi Valley. No, it is in no way like phoned in. Uh, they, they all operate perfectly well. And they do reward like multiple playthroughs. There's lots of secret trails. There's lots of different uh, business going on in the background that you may not have noticed the first time going through. So like it, it's definitely, I don't know, it's probably just a personal thing for me. I think it just feels like they're lacking a little bit of personality. Um, And I think I think Woody. And I also,
1: I also feel like some of that is due to the the unlocking structure or lack thereof in this game. When they're kind of all just thrown at you at once, they just don't seem as exciting. And that was sort of a part of the older Mario Kart games too. Is like the earlier cups have sort of these more. Root and boring courses like Moomoo Farm, and then the later ones you start seeing more crazy stuff like the Jungle and Rainbow Road. Um And just again, because you're like seeing them all here, you're just like, oh well, let's go right to this, you know, m- village in the Mud Forest, yeah, right from the exactly.
2: Start. You can have you can one have your desert. Gra- oh, sorry. Go ahead. One thing they didn't. One thing they didn't do all that great either was some of the naming. Now I know some of them are reskins, but you know they have several mario circuits mario stadium yeah you know some of the names are really bland now some of them are pretty good but some of
0: them yeah aren't. yeah i agree it's just yeah and there are like four different rainbow roads to make it in here you know so some of them feel a little padded but i did like that they integrated some of the super nes tracks in a 3d way that makes sense i don't know it's pretty cool to look at them uh they're, they're some of the less interesting tracks to race around but the, the uh the idea is pretty clever
1: uh, i mean yeah this is essentially a game that's just really i think that this probably has the smallest like from a gameplay perspective sort of the smallest gameplay improvements from the previous one which was mario kart 7 for the 3ds which is fantastic but um it's definitely like a real feeling of we're using all the ideas from all the mario karts it's like There's coins from the um, Super Nintendo one. There's the feather from the Super Nintendo one. You can hold two items like you can in Double Dash. Um, And there's just a ton of boost pads like in the Wii one and then, you know, doing tricks and then gliders like in Mario Kart 7. So, yeah, it really does play like kind of a greatest hits and um, refinement just the same way. I mean... Yeah, it, it really makes the Switch such an appealing thing, because you're like, okay, I'm getting, like, the definitive Smash Brothers and the definitive Mario Kart, and it's really just a tempting proposition, and it's sad that I don't think this game will get more DLC, being as I don't think it's gotten any since it came out, um, and it does, I mean, I guess they're just saving it for the next Mario Kart, but it... I guess it's exciting because it should mean that they're stuck with the next Mario Kart giving it an equivalent number of courses because I don't think that I think it doesn't go over well if you back down on it
0: uh one thing worth noting about this one too is that uh this was both Woody's and my first experience with Mario Kart online uh which was very exciting uh just because generally we're not very big online players Uh, But we we hooked up and we played with Jordan uh, online. And uh, what what did you guys think of the online experience? I don't know. I thought it was really good.
2: Uh, I mean, you can play the battle modes. You can play the Grand Prix. You can play with computers, without. uh, You can play regional and worldwide. There's no lag. It's very
0: competitive. I mean, it's a really good online mode. Well, and I, yes, I think, no,
1: totally, I, and it ran very. I smooth.
0: think there must have been a lot of lag or something because I kept consistently coming in like ninth or tenth, um, which couldn't mm. possibly be my fault. So I'm gonna say it was the internet. Um, I think the internet has screwed me once again. No, but, but we, had, we had fun with these. We played a couple of uh, traditional races, uh, which worked perfectly smoothly. Uh, lots of fun, pretty easy to set up. And then we played some battle modes, which, again, like, I'm not normally a big battle mode player in Mario Kart. But we found a couple here that were really enjoyable and very goofy. Well,
1: because if we go back to sort of the Mario Karts we've played more, like, the battle modes tend to be at least... I mean, I'm sure we all got stuck playing a pretty decent amount of N64 battle mode. Yeah. Be- just the same way we got stuck playing Star Fox multiplayer. Because yeah. it's like, well, we have it. We've raced all the courses. Like, let's play some battle mode. And, you know, it's okay. Yeah. It's yeah. okay shooting those. But it's so hard to hit anyone with the stupid green yeah. shell. It's just a battle to get a red shell. Um and Only it's if sort you of have three
2: green shells and you just
1: throw them out randomly and hope they hit you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, mostly they hit you. That's that's mostly who they Most hit. Most of the time. Um and the random mode or the other modes in this game I think are more thought out and just generally more fun. Yeah. But we we so yeah. There's I think there's five different battle modes here. I believe um, so. What we have we have balloon something balloon like battle. That. We have shine thief, which is just yeah. You shoot people. You pop their balloons. Um, the shine thief is kind of like what, what's the name of that ball? The skull in Halo is it's some kind of ball.
0: Oh, I don't remember. Isn't it just kind of like capture okay. flag almost?
1: Yeah, Solar. it's it's yeah. you're supposed
0: to hold um, on to it. Sh- will you run around and you?
1: Now I got to look. Yeah, it
0: up. but you you basically Yeah, you've got. Carry on. Oh, go ahead, Jordan. Yeah, you've got
2: Balloon Battle, Renegade Roundup, Bomb Bomb Blast, Coin Runners, and Shine Thief.
1: Yeah. Chief. And uh, and we played the Renegade Roundup a lot and that was actually a lot of oddball. Oddball. Um, that's, that's the it. name of the mode in Halo. Um, the Renegade Roundup was a lot of fun and it's divided into teams. Oh, one thing about this Mario Kart is like Mario Kart 64, there were only eight racers. Yeah. And I think now there's 16 on at a time? Uh, Yeah, 12. Yeah, 12. Oh, 12, okay. Yeah. So, um. And so, yeah, the Renegade Runners was a lot of fun. You divide into teams. Half of the team are, like, the police, and they have little piranha plants attached to them, and so you basically run into other guys to get them with... You run into, like, the criminals, the renegades, with your um, piranha plants, and then they get captured in a cage but then other Renegades can go and sort of release them, so you have to capture everyone. Um, and this mode was a lot of fun, and I imagine that there's other people out there who've kind of just skipped a lot of the battle modes in Mario Kart, um, but check them check out, because I think they're... Check them out. Check em, check, they're check, better than check you might. Out.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Renegade Roundup was super fun, uh, and I've even played a couple times like just by myself with some computers, and it's still really fun. I don't know. It's just basic cops and robbers. Um, yeah, and, and this is something that I generally do avoid when I'm playing these games. So uh, that was a that was a nice, pleasant surprise. Um, some of the weird features that uh, the Switch version of this has is support from Nintendo's absolute weirdest peripherals, uh, um, most notably the amiibo and the Nintendo Labo. Labo. Well, how do you guys pronounce it? Is that Labo or Labo or
1: I I like Labo just because I feel like you're creating it in a lab, a cardboard lab. I'm
0: going to go with that. Yeah, Labo. I'm going to go with Labo. Okay, so uh, the Amiibos, of course, are the tiny little figures that you scan in. Uh, In this case, uh, I am am a dedicated Amiibo weirdo, so I have many, many, many of them. I was a little... they
1: are going to have to rename them
0: Oh, they definitely already have. uh, But... (laughs) I I was a little bit dismayed and a little bit proud to find that all of I had all of the compatible amiibos just on hand on my desk like when I went to test these out. So I just scanned them all in. Basically, all they do is give you new skins for your Mii racers. You can bring your little Mii guy in there and we give him different outfits. Uh, and this actually wound up being really cute. Like you can scan in a couple of characters that aren't even in the game, like Sonic and Mega Man and Pac-Man. And you don't always even see what you're getting. Oh, you
1: can, you can't. They just get a, you just get a, you skin, get a skin. Though, exactly.
0: Right? That's what I mean. You get a okay, skin. Okay. You don't
1: actually get to race as.
0: Mega no, no, no. But you do get to wear okay. Mega Man's helmet and uh, uh, race around in his outfit. And
1: they have, even have little like
0: cute details. Like when I scanned in the Pac Man one, you know, it just looks like a regular helmet and yellow jumpsuit. I'm like, okay, that's not too exciting. But when you use that skin and when you're racing, there's a big like Pac Man sprite on the back of your helmet that's, like, biting all the time. I don't know, just cute little details like that. Uh, So,
1: That's another weird thing about this game. Like, for as much content as there actually is in the game, the sort of interface for it doesn't have very much content. Like, when you boot it up, it's kind of just, like, single-player, multiplayer, online. Like, I guess I feel like for the amount of content that's here, it would have been nice if they had integrated some kind of weird story mode, or even just kind of a gallery where you could look over all of the things that you have unlocked. Yeah. Um, there is a very weird feature, MKTV, where I they basically save highlight reels from previous races. Like, I was looking at this, I hadn't played the game in a while, and it had basically previous races from, like, six months ago saved. And you just kind of go and remember the good times, but only if they're, like only broken into clips of about five seconds long a piece. Yeah. And yeah, I guess the you, idea uh, is it, you're supposed to share these clips? Yeah, go ahead, George. Yeah, at the
2: end of the race, if you look in the top left corner, there's a little star that says out of six,
1: and you you can pick which races you save. Oh, okay, I was wondering what that was. So you can have up to six saved at a time. Yep. yep. This so does seem the- like... What, what are you, you supposed hit, to do with that?
2: Yeah, if you hit X or Y, it'll save it, you can save up to six. I guess if you thought it was a really good race, you can just go watch it.
1: Does it save the whole race? Like, can you watch the whole thing from all the perspectives, or does it only save the clips of what's going on with any given racer at a time? I've actually got the game on right now, and I'm going to look at one for us.
0: Cool. I do know, like, one of the best things to come out of that uh, uh, Mario Kart TV is the Luigi Death Stare meme, uh, which was oh, popular yeah. a couple years ago. Oh, I remember that one. Uh, look that up if you haven't seen it by any chance. Pretty great. Um, yeah, so, uh, a little bit about the Labo or Labo, uh, I had one of these on hand and I actually went to the effort to build the handlebars so that I could try it out with Mario Kart. Um, these kits are pretty fun. I've only ever built one item out of it. Uh, I built the piano, uh, which works great, but it's also one of those things like after you build it and play for it, play with it for a few minutes, you kind of put it away. <laughs> Uh, it's not really
1: what you're not learning how to be the next Tychovsky on the labo piano. I am piano? not. No, not so much. Uh, I want. I want to see. That. I want more. Actually, here's what I want. Okay. I want a band with the labo piano, guitar hero control uh, guitar, DK bongos, mm-hmm. and uh, the Sambo de Amiga. Rockets. Excellent. And then we
0: have one person on DDR, just kind of like groove into everything that we're doing. I
1: like that. Yeah, I want to know what kind of music you can make if you if you somehow MIDI these all into your computer.
0: <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I uh, put together the handlebars specifically for it. That probably took me about an hour and a half, something like that. Uh, props to Nintendo. They make it very uh, idiot-proof, and it's all spelled out very well. You just plug in a little cartridge into your uh, Switch and follow along with the instructions. It's all animated and it looks really cool. And it was fun to build, and this thing is sturdy as hell. I was surprised. Um... Playing the game with the Lobo handlebars is uh, a little different. So you're supposed to put the Joy-Cons into each of the handlebars, and then you mount the screen in the center. And you are supposed to hold the handlebars like it's got a little extender on it, and you hold it in the center of your chest. And then you're supposed to steer your body like you're actually riding on a motorcycle as you're cornering in Mario Kart. And you accelerate by twisting the handlebars, and you have your item weapons and everything on little buttons on the cardboard handles. So it's the goofiest possible way to play Mario Kart, but I did win a couple races putting it on 50cc. Like, I did win a couple races using the Lavo controller, so, you know...
1: Which is more than you can say for when you played with us. Uh, that's so. very true because it's... of
0: the damn internet. Ah, that internet. Why must it Man, be Man, that so... Labo
1: is. I'm. Um, what a fucking weird product. So weird. <laughs> I'm just looking at it. It's one of the all time weirdest Nintendo
0: products. Oh, it so is. But like, it's it's very charming. It's pretty fun to put these together. I definitely need to get the cornerstone for my uh, Labo collection, which is the Labo box. Uh, literally just a box that they sell for $20 that you put together yourself to store all of your items in. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to get a box for free somewhere. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I enjoyed that. Like, it's very goofy. And, obviously, Mario Kart is going to be the best way to try and push some of these weirder ideas. So I'm glad they had that kind of integrated right from the get-go. Um, yeah,
2: so a quick update on the. Yeah. That. Mario Kart TV, yeah. So it saves your six most recent things that you've done and six favorites. Oh! And they're just a highlight reel, but you can edit the highlight reel. Oh, nice. Okay, you can edit your own reel. That's pretty cool. I like that idea. Yeah, I think it's just something to say, I did really good in this race, or
0: something stupid happened in this race, and I want to watch it. Luigi Death Stare! Um, yeah. So... As far as like sequels, DLC, anything like that, there's really nothing on the horizon. Uh, This is, like we said, it it is currently the number one top-selling Switch game. It sold 33 million units to date across the Switch and the Wii U. I think it's like 6 million units away from being the best-selling Mario game or Mario Kart game of all time. Currently, it is the 10th best-selling game of all time, period, period. Uh, so they don't really need to mess with it too much. Whatever they're doing is working. And it, you know,
1: it, and it might get there. Being as the Switch is still tremendously popular, and it's not like it's not like the kind of game where just because it's old at this point—I mean, not that old—but um, just be you know, you're not going to get a system and be like, oh, forget about Mario Kart; that time has passed it's still going to be like one of your go-to games if you get a new Switch. Absolutely,
0: yeah, yeah. And so I'm sure with the next console, whatever it's going to be, we're going to get more Mario Kart. There's no chance there won't be more Mario Kart. Uh, The only other new one that came out in between was Mario Kart Grand Prix for mobile, uh, which like all of Nintendo's mobile games so far, uh, I've played it for five minutes and got bored. Like, I don't know. It just doesn't feel right, like steering with your finger. I don't know. They always do some weird thing with the games, to kind of mix up. Like, Dr. Mario on mobile is, like, a totally different game. I don't know. I don't think they've... I don't think they've mastered that particular feel just yet. But, luckily, Mario Kart 8 is strong enough that you won't really need to play it on your tiny, tiny little phone.
1: Um, yeah, Yeah. so how does... how does this Mario Kart rank for you guys? Um, I, like you said, I I sort of have gone by the general logic that this is the best Mario Kart... Being as like it has by far the most content, it plays the fastest. Um, but some in the amount of time I played it, I'm not always sure about that. Um, yeah, what where, where do you guys where would you guys rank this one in the Mario Kart canon?
2: I'll go ahead. Um, I mean, Woody, I agree with you. I mean, I think it's I think it's the best because it plays so quick, because it plays so well. I mean, I think there are the shortcomings of basically nothing to unlock. And what you do unlock isn't that exciting, but it's such a complete, polished game. It, I, I can't think of anything in the other ones that would
0: make me rank them higher. I think for me, like, I don't think this is my very favorite. I think if I'm going to say my very favorite, it's probably going to be either 64 or Double Dash. Those are just my personal preferences but this is the one I would tell people to buy like if I'm trying to convince somebody to buy Mario Kart I would point them to this one because it is the most accessible it has the most features and it's on system assist- like there are so many ways to play this and it's so adaptable uh, and it, it, it's they've, they've hammered it out to be pretty perfect but I think all that perfection does kind of rob it of some of its personality while also still being and a I damn say... amazing game like it's a
1: wonderful game oh yeah, yeah. I sometimes think that some of the mechanics here are just not quite as intuitive as they would be. Um, Like, much in the way like the 64 Smash Brothers was sort of easily graspable, and then it sort of got crazier as it went on and became harder and harder. Because like now, if you try to play Smash Brothers Ultimate and you're like, with someone who hasn't played, you're like, oh, it's like a fighting game, but way simplified, and there's so much random junk going on that that's a tough route to take. And I feel like it's this way with Mario Kart. They're like, oh, it's like real fun and streamlined and easy. But then all of a sudden, like you're hitting all these boosts and you're going anti-grav and it's just going so fast. And the person's like, well, hold on a second. Um, can't we just... The N64 one, again, is just sort of a lot more intuitive. And I do think like the steer assist is really good, especially if you're playing with someone who's new at the game or maybe a young child um, or someone who sucks like yeah, Steve. Yeah, yeah. Deeply um, sucks. But um, stupid Internet, the, the yeah, exactly. Um, but I do think that, yeah, some of that sort of brilliant simplicity is lost a little bit. But I, I agree. It's I'm glad that this is the one for. Switch. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It, it's it's
0: polished as hell. And you really can't say a thing about it um, other than all the things we've said about it.
1: <laughs> yeah Exactly. Other than the the one hour, the fifty minutes that we've spent talking exactly. about, it. but other than that, you can't say any more. No,
0: no, that's it. literally the final word. Everyone else, shut up now. Yes. Um, I think that's about it uh, on our end. We want to thank thank you so much, Jordan, for uh, for being a patron and for uh, making us play this game. Like this is a wonderful thing to be playing and talking about. Um, and uh, it's just been kind of a delight recording with you. Um, So yes, the, uh, the, the superstar patron tier over at patreon.com slash ultra 64 pod. I think that's actually been snatched up again already. So I think it might be closed out. But keep an eye on that space. I might be expanding it sometime soon if you want to hear yourself on this podcast. You just have to stay there for three months, and uh, then we will add you on to play any game that you like. Yeah,
1: be a a big jerk and make us play, like, uh, Rise of the Shaolin or something, or Thrill Kill. Thrill Kill, Kill. oh, God.
0: Let's all play Chiller on the
1: NES. Oh,
0: my, yeah, make us play Bio Freak. Postal or something horrible (laughs) like that, yeah, yeah. Um, well, thank you, everybody. Thank you, Woody. Thank you, Jordan. Both of you for being here. Uh, yes. And uh, I'm gonna go fix this internet because something has clearly, <laughs> clearly gone horribly awry here. Uh, I, I,
1: should we? Uh, yeah, should we do a, any plugs, Steve, or should we do those on main series episodes?
0: Oh, we can do plugs. Yeah, why not? Let's do some plugs.
1: Yeah, all right. Um, so I, my, my main plug is um, we are going to be doing a. Wha- group watch Netflix party um for the movie Mortal Kombat directed by Paul Thomas Anderson um, th- th- that's right isn't it pretty like, sure you know, yeah yeah Boogie Nights and, I mean this is where he got line.
0: the idea from he got the idea for there will be blood from a fatality like he said that to somebody before uh, knocking their head off
1: <laughs> no it's directed by WS Anderson um a beloved movie Quote, well, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> Johnny Cage punches dudes in the balls. Um, that's on Friday the 22nd. Yes. Um, at w- what time do we decide? On 6?
0: Yeah, I think 6 o'clock Pacific time, uh, which should be. Six, 6 o'clock Pacific time. Yes.
1: So uh, keep an eye uh, on our Twitter so yeah, page. Steve will post that link to that face or the um, Netflix watch party. Uh, About 10 minutes before on the Twitter page and the Facebook for Ultra64. So, yeah, come join us, talk to us about. Mortal Kombat talk to us about Nintendo 64 um, tell us which of your f- Kano moves was your favorite the one where he pulls out the dude's skeleton or the one where he I don't remember Kano's other favorite. <laughs> laser eyeball probably I think yeah Yeah. no it was there laser we go. eyeball there we go. that's right which was crazy because he didn't have that move in the game no it was just a fatality and you're like if you can incinerate someone with your laser eye why aren't you doing it during the
0: fight yeah seriously anyway anyway Uh, yes, that's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to (laughs) it. All right, everybody. We are taking off for the evening. See you all eventually. God, I'm tired.